Hey, kiddo, congrats on the new house. Did you get your insurance yet? Good, good. Hippo insurance. Weird name. Why didn't you go with the one your mother and I use? Outdated? That's ridiculous. Our policy covers, let's see, pewter dishware, rare coins, fur coats. Well, no, we don't have any of that anymore. But who's to say we won't? No, not much coverage for computers. But those are just a fad. Most home insurance policies were created in the 60s and provide too much coverage for things you don't need and not enough for things you do, like computers and appliances. Hippo is different, with four times the traditional coverage for computers and home office equipment, plus mechanical breakdown coverage. We make switching easy, and Hippo can cost up to 25% less. I hear Pewter's making a comeback. Don't find out your coverage is outdated after it's too late. Visit MyHippo.com to get a quote in just 60 seconds. Hippo is a licensed property casualty insurance agent with products underwritten by various insurance companies. Covered subject to underwriting qualifications. Savings vary. Finally, welcome back into a new edition of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I am your host, TJ McBride, and I apologize for the long delay between podcasts. My computer charger managed to go out for the fourth time this year, so it took me a little bit longer for Amazon to get me a brand new charger. But we are back up and running and definitely ready to get back into all of the season and review that we have been doing for each player on the roster. Before we get into all of that, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to go down to milehighsports.com and look at all the Nuggets coverage that's on there. There's going to be tons of draft stuff coming up. I'm going to get a Zaire Smith film breakdown and then my computer's back up and running up there soon. I'm going to start doing top five point guard to the Nuggets, top five small forwards, things like that. So there will be tons of information up on the website that has everything to do with the Nuggets coming up very shortly. This is the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast, though, and we are going to get into the rest of the point guards in a season in review for the roster. We talked about Jamal Murray last week, and we are going to now get into Devin Harris, who was acquired at the trade deadline at the middle point of the season, later than the middle point of the season, to be the de facto backup point guard for Jamal Murray. The trade sent out disgruntled backup point guard Emmanuel Moutier, who ended up with the New York Knicks. Devin Harris comes from the Dallas Mavericks, and Doug McDermott was also involved in the trade, as well as a pair of second-round picks that got flopped. So Denver does not lose a pick. Denver gets Devin Harris from Moutier basically straight up, and because of that, Devin Harris was really the veteran backup point guard for this Nuggets team going forward. Before we get into the entire podcast, which is his his pros, his cons, the things that stood out for him throughout the year, how he played in the playoff push, and what his free agency holds for him down the line. Let me give you a quick word from our sponsors. The Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast is presented by Terrapin Care Station. Since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with high-quality cannabis products at everyday low prices. Serving the communities of Denver, Boulder, and Aurora, they offer their own flour and concentrates, as well as all of the brands you love at prices that you just won't believe. They pride themselves in having the most knowledgeable and professional staff in the industry, and their team will work with you one-on-one to help you find the products that are just perfect for you. They're 
dispensaries are unassuming, safe, and discreet with ample parking at every location for a seamless retail experience. For up-to-date menus and promotions, head down to www.terrapincarestation.com or just come visit one of their five convenient Colorado locations today. Again, that is www.terrapincarestation.com. That is terrapincarestation.com for all of your cannabis needs. All right, let's get into everything that has to do with Devin Harris from this past season. So first of all, the way he was acquired, the Denver Nuggets knew they needed another point guard because Jamal Murray, it was his second year in the league. It was his first year starting in the Western Conference among the league's best point guards, arguably some of the best point guards that have ever played the game. And you needed some kind of veteran presence behind them. The Nuggets decided to waive Jameer Nelson to allow him to go elsewhere to pursue more playing time and better opportunity for himself, but it left them with a glaring hole with that veteran leadership in the backcourt. So the Denver Nuggets decided to move on from Emmanuel Moutier in his fourth year because he just wasn't quite panning out in any of the ways that the Nuggets hoped he would. He actually felt like he was honestly, like... He was taking big steps backwards as opposed to actually getting better as he was in the NBA, and it was a glaring issue for him throughout the year. So the Denver Nuggets front office, Tim Connolly especially, made the decision to go with Devin Harris and make the trade to get him and send out a younger player in Emmanuel Moutier. There was nothing that Devin Harris did in terms of, st of statistical numbers that jumps off the page. He averaged 8.2 points at the Nuggets, 1.6 rebounds, and 2.5 assists per game to go with one turnover. He shot just 40.6% from the field, 34.3% from three, and 85.5% from the free throw. But honestly, just having Devin Harris in the role that Emmanuel Moutier was in completely opened up the Nuggets in a way that they weren't before. Just him not being Emmanuel Moutier was huge for this Nuggets team. Moutier was one of the few players in the league that was really one of the guys that walked onto the court and made everything worse around him. And it's not to say that Moutier is the key contributor as to why. It's just the numbers point in that direction. And honestly, the eye test does quite as much as well. So... The Nuggets got to a point where it was basically Emmanuel Moutier as the backup point guard and ruining our bench units. It could be the reason the Nuggets missed the playoffs, so they decided to finally move off of him and go get a guy like Devin Harris, who honestly will just make the right pass, who will take the open shot and basic things like that. One quick more thing about Emmanuel Moutier, because again, there's going to be a little bit of, I guess, bashing of Emmanuel Moutier because of how bad he was, and that's why the Nuggets traded for Devin Harris, but every player that, the, that shared the floor with Emmanuel Moutier was a negative player. When they were on the floor without Moutier, they were a positive player. He was the definition of just tearing down this team completely. The Nuggets needed to move on from him. It became a desperate situation to where if they continued to play him, they were going to continue to lose games that they should have won then it could have been the result as to why they didn't make the playoffs. And you can honestly look back and be like, honestly, if Emmanuel Moutier was not playing and there was a, a backup veteran point guard like a Jameer Nelson, like a Devin Harris in the roster, the Nuggets could have been able to make this playoffs that they missed by one single game for the second year in a row. While that's all speculation and, hy and hypotheticals, it does need to be said that Devin Harris just being not Moutier was a big part as to why the Nuggets improved as a team once they traded Emmanuel Moutier. But let's get into the offensive good and bad things that Devin Harris did. 
The good things Devin Harris did, in my opinion, was the fact that he he had spot scoring when the Nuggets needed it. There were multiple games throughout the last seven games of the season, especially during that six-game um, winning streak, where Devin Harris would hit a pair of threes, or he would get a big turnover, and or force a big turnover, or make a big pocket pass to get a big dunk that switched the momentum. He found his spots to be impactful, but was never assertive to the point where he felt like he was actively hurting the game in any way. The most important thing for me to see was that he just wasn't hurting the game in any way. He was making the correct pass. He was finding open shooters. He was getting his guys open. He was finding ways just to be a positive player on the floor offensively. If it wasn't setting guys up with pocket passes for dunks, like I was saying earlier, he was finding Gary Harris or Torrey Craig or somebody on the wing to get a good open look. This Nuggets bench unit just really fell apart for a the middle portion of the season and a lot of the earlier portion of the season, while it wasn't great later on in the year, it was better because of Devin Harris, and it, and he needs and deserves credit for that. And that was really what set him apart, in my opinion, from the rest of the guy of the ball handlers on the team was that. He really did his best just to be a non-negative player and to keep the ball moving and to keep things functioning properly. And I really do feel like he was able to accomplish that. Um, there were some bad things. I mean, when he first got to this Nuggets team, he was a dumpster fire trying to score. Again, he was going for 50-50 balls. He was making an impact. But he only averaged six points a game, two assists a game, and just under two rebounds while shooting 26.5 from the three-point range from February 9th when he was acquired up until March 8th. He just did not have it in him to be a good offensive player at that point because he just wasn't comfortable in the system. It was interesting to see him grow within this system because you see that Devin Harris could have a role on this team. There is, I think, a potential for him to have a role on this team because he is a pretty good spot shooter. He is a guy who can attack closeouts and use that lightning first step every once in a while as well. He's a smart defender. He's a good off-ball cutter. There are a lot of things that Devin Harris can bring to the table, and he started to finally show that once you got later in the year as he got more comfortable. And by the end of the year, I mean, he was doing his exit interview with Richard Jefferson and cracking jokes and hanging out with guys and spending time with Jamal Murray. He was really in graining himself in this team, and you could tell that he was getting comfortable, and it showed after those first about a month of games, about 10 games that he played with this Nuggets team. It was rough those first couple games. It, it, you can't argue that. I mean, he was turning the ball over too much. He definitely was not hitting his shots, and there were games where he was one of nine, one of seven, two of eight, and it wasn't pretty, but he found a way to be positive, he found a way to help, and he found a way to really elevate this Nuggets team to where they needed to be to start stringing together some wins to make that playoff race interesting. It was one of the most insane playoff races in the Western Conference history. It was just chaos, and the Nuggets were a part of that race because Devin Harris. I do think his three-point shot was under Harold throughout the year. I, he only, again, he only shot 30, you know, just below 35% this year, but... Teams had to at least honor it. With Emmanuel Moutier, they would just go under every screen. With Devin Harris, that wasn't really the case. They were having to fight over some of the screens, depending on what team they were playing. And it really opened up a lot of passing lanes that didn't exist prior to that. So it was good to see that the Nuggets were able to use Devin Harris and his skill set to open the floor and to get guys like Mason Plumlee going. And it was a big part of it. And now... I really want to get into the defense because I thought this was the most important thing that he brought to the table. A lot of people thought he was bad defensively because in one-on-one -on -one situations, I thought he was too. But he was a very good team defender. His IQ was high. He was able to put guys in the right positions. So it wasn't necessarily like Devin Harris was just this complete negative defensively. He was much, much, much better than Emmanuel Moutier was. 
Emmanuel Moutier could not play off-ball defense. He would get blown by every time one-on-one when he was playing on-ball. He was dying on screens. He just wasn't able to impact the game defensively really at all. Devin Harris did. I mean, he was able to play at the point of attack and at least bother some point guards. Again, he wasn't just shutting guys down. That's not the kind of player or defender he is anymore. But he kept guards in front of him. He gave the Nuggets uh, front court a chance to step up and at least help. He gave the defense a chance to scramble and recover. And I do think that having his IQ when a, a Paul Millsap or a Mason Plumlee was on the floor just compounded the fact that there are becoming more defenders on this Nuggets roster that can at least understand the awareness of where to be and where to be positioned and things along those lines. So while he really wasn't a good defender in a vacuum, he helped the Nuggets as a unit be a better defender team. And I thought you saw that later in the year. He definitely was helping those bench units play much stronger defense later in the year, and that was the part that really inspired me, and I thought that could be a part of this team that he could continue to bring and continue to help with this roster is that point of attack defense. Um, that being said, he doesn't have the same impact as he once did. He's obviously aging. Devin Harris has been in the league for a long time. He doesn't have the same explosion. He doesn't have the same upper body strength. He's been dealing with injuries from time to time, so he's not going to be a great defender. So there are points where you can't just put him on an island against James Harden and hope he can do well. He is going to get burned in those types of situations. So it's going to be a hard thing for the Nuggets to kind of play with and figure out and be able to get a good cohesive defensive philosophy together with him a part of the team. But again, he was significantly better, in my opinion, than Emmanuel Moutier was defensively, and that was a big part as to do with why the Nuggets had their six-game winning streak before eventually losing to the Minnesota Timberwolves on the last day of the regular season. This is the part I'm excited to get to, get to, because the offense and defense, I mean, Devin Harris was just Devin Harris. There's not a whole lot to discuss when it comes to him. He's been in the league. We know what he is as a player at this point. The part that's interesting to me is when we start getting into what he said in his exit interview, what happens to when he goes into his free agency situation, and where he goes from here, because... While Dallas would like him back, he never really seemed to be, uh, he was longing to go back to Dallas. T me talking to him, especially as the scandals with the Mavericks come out, I actually approached him about that, and he didn't give me a direct answer. I told him he didn't have to. I was like, I know this is a very fresh situation. Did you, did you want to speak on the things that have happened within the Dallas Mavericks organization since you left? And while he could have just said no, and just moved on with his day to a reporter he didn't really know and his first time really back in Denver at practice, he gave me a different answer. He told me that that's in the past now, I'm going to leave it in the past. I don't want to have Dallas as a part of his conversation anymore. And that's paraphrasing, but he was really trying to leave his time with the Mavericks in the past. And that's not to say that he's trying to separate himself from them, but he was focused on his time with the Nuggets. There wasn't this feeling of a longing of being anywhere else, and quite the contrary. When he was talked to in his exit interview, he was asked what his future holds, and he gave a really revealing answer, I thought, and listen to what he had to say here uh like I said, um, take some time off you know kind of see where I'm at and obviously for agency it kind of present itself in, in July uh, let my agent talk to that but obviously I can see myself coming back here next year for a guy who was as beloved by Dallas as Devin Harris is, and for a man who spent tw you know two different stints in Dallas, it was surprising to me to hear that 
he immediately wanted to point out that he wanted to be back in Denver. This is obviously an, a, a guy who's an aging veteran who is still looking for his place in the league, so it's not fair to speculate that he's just trying to keep his options open, but he didn't need to go out of his way to specify Denver as a place that he would like to go back to. Everybody kind of viewed this trade as a rental anyway, so it was interesting to hear him say that. And now with the Nuggets having an issue without a backup point guard, it's going to be interesting how they can kind of go after Devin Harris. As of right now, if Wilson Chandler opts in, and so does Darrell Arthur, which both, I, I don't want to say expected for Wilson Chandler, but definitely expected for Darrell Arthur, the Nuggets are going to be about $9 million into the tax without much money to spend, and that's likely losing out on Will Barton. So if Will Barton is gone and you lose Devin Harris, that is two big-time playmakers that the Nuggets are going to be losing out on on their team. You need to have that playmaking in the backcourt. I know Nikola Jokic is, is a savant as a playmaker, as a big man, but you need more playmaking than just one guy on the floor. Look at what happens with Cleveland and LeBron. When LeBron is the only guy, it becomes such a burden for him to where he has to carry the entire team. You need more playmaking and facilitating around star players to be able to keep the ball moving to keep the offense in rhythm and the Nuggets don't have that right now and Devin Harris um, potentially leaving will leave an even bigger gap. So Devin Harris wanting to potentially stay in Denver does seem like there could be some mutual fit if the Nuggets don't draft a point guard or find one in free agency that they can afford with either the mini mid-level exception for being too far into the tax or if they can move some salary to be able to go use the mid-level exception or the biannual exception to sign a backup point guard. The Nuggets could always sign Will Barton uh, using the early bird rights that they have on him, but I have a very tough time seeing Stan Kroenke swallow a tax bill just to keep Will Barton around longer. That's not a shot at Will Barton. That's just, it's hard to convince an owner to go deeper and deeper into the tax just to keep around a six man. And that just really is the reality of the NBA right now. So there could be a feasible scenario to where Devin Harris could be back in Denver on a veteran minimum type deal or something along those lines. So it is a very, very interesting conversation. And when you talk to Devin again about his thought process of just going through this NBA season and what he thought about his time in Denver, again, he was very much so... I guess gushing about his time here and how he he was just very happy to be playing meaningful basketball and seeing these guys grow up, this younger roster, and listen to his answer once again. Devin, you sort of spoke on, oh, I've only been here for two months, but when you sort of look back on, on these two months, just what do you most take away from your, your time here? I'm just grateful to be here. You know, coming from the situation that I came from, um, being able to play meaningful basketball late, you know, trying to make a playoff push, um, all that was, was, was fantastic. Learning, you know, to get, get, get to know these young guys and try to help them along in this process. All positive for me is as I, you know, breach on the senior age <laughs> of certain individuals. But it was just, it was a learning experience for me, but uh, something very enjoyable. That came off the question of Gina Mizell of the Denver Post, who was who you heard there, but what an answer. I mean, the guy clearly enjoyed his time here in Denver. He clearly got along with the young guys. He clearly got along with the veterans. He clearly enjoyed that playoff push and feels like he can still bring something to the table to help a team like the Denver Nuggets. It's hard to not think that the Denver Nuggets go after some kind of veteran point guard and with Devin Harris already getting acclimated with this team and getting an offseason to be able to get used to these guys and learn the playbook and things like that, there could be a fit for him down the line. Some people may not be fans of it and I understandably so he wasn't exactly the most dominant player on earth but he very clearly was able to help this Nuggets team especially considering what Moutier brought to the table and what other backup point guards around the league bring to the table so 
this offseason is going to be unbelievably important for this Denver Nuggets team. Not a whole lot of money to go around with a lot of needs to fill, but Devin Harris could absolutely be a guy where there's mutual interest in joining forces to continue fighting for the first playoff appearance in five years for the Denver Nuggets. That's really all I got when it comes to Devin Harris. I will be coming back around with more on Monte Morris coming up next week after I do a few draft combine catch-up pod and a few other just draft-related podcasts. Probably get some guests on here, things like that. I gotta say, though, thank you guys very, very much for sticking around through all of the technical difficulties and crap that I've been dealing with on my end of trying to get this podcast up and running since it started, honestly. But it will be around more often than not. We're going to have more and more coming out, and it's just going to continue to ramp up more and more. Make sure you go subscribe on iTunes. It'll be up on Stitcher and all those things very shortly. I'm still dealing with that as well now that my computer's back up. But please subscribe, rate, comment, tell me what you think. Give me those five-star reviews. Those help us so much more than I could ever tell you or ever vocalize on this podcast. But we will be back very soon with the Monte Morris podcast, and that is all from me. I am TJ McBride. Go follow me at TJ McBride NBA on Twitter and go check out milehighsports.com. Have a good rest of your day. from dad all right save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with progressive can i take these off all right what is this this looks good wow that's what man where did you get this i'm talking to you with the hair yeah where did you get this it's good stuff that's solid that's not veneer that's solid stuff progressive can't save you from becoming your parents but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and other insurers discounts not available in all states or situations And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes to take a spirit animal quiz online. Please be the cheetah. Please be the cheetah. And learn your animal isn't the cheetah, but the far less appealing blobfish. Oh, come on. To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 blobfish minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to Geico. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance.